Let me in. This is Sunday night's main event. What do you guys want to talk about? On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. I'm better than you. Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme. We're too wild. We're too out of control. We're too full of our own. I take pride in calling a stooge a stooge, you stooge. Yeah. Acknowledge me. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. I'm Boris Roberto Aguilar. Welcome you to Canada's Premier Wrestling Radio Show Sunday night's main event. Powered by Destiny Wrestling. Destiny Wrestling has a huge card coming up Sunday, March 3rd in Mississauga as they present Carnage. Live in action will be former WWE superstar and current TNA X Division champion Mustafa Ali. That's on Sunday, March 3rd. His show will be called Carnage. And for all of your ticketing needs, all you need to do is go to www.destinywrestling.ca. This show is always free across the country on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks and through several affiliate stations across this beautiful land. You can also find the entire Motley crew and cast of characters in podcast form. And all you need to do is go find us on your favorite podcasting app and search for Sunday night's main event where we bring you at least one show each and every single day, whether it be a TV show review or a news and opinion type of show that's going to your favorite podcast catcher and searching for Sunday night's main event. You can also find us on all of the social medias at the at SNME radio username. If you want to give your opinion, because that's what this show is, what this show is all about, go to go and join our Facebook group by going to Facebook.com and searching for SNME radio. If you want to be part of the family and help keep the lights on, all you need to do is join our Patreon network. For just $5 a month, you'll be able to be part of the family. And for that, just go to patreon.com slash radio. And, well, being part of the family means that you're going to be getting exclusives. And starting this week, those exclusives will begin because after this show... You'll be able to listen to our thoughts and opinions on the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. And again, that is a Patreon exclusive. So if you want to be part of the Patreon, all you need to do is go to patreon.com slash SNME radio. We have a huge and jam-packed show for you this week. And as usual, I'm going to be having the SNME Roundtable. And joining me this week is Andre C. from Edmonton. You can listen to all of his Puresu chats as he and Melball chat all things Japanese wrestling. So he's going to be joining me. Also on the SNME Roundtable is my tag team partner from our weekly show, All Elite Geekly, where we chat about AEW Dynamite, and that is Dag Xavier Josiah. So Andre and Dax are going to be joining me, and we're going to be chatting some, we're going to be previewing some AEW Revolution. We're going to be chatting some Elimination Chamber Fallout, and we're going to be talking about the card to WrestleMania as the road to WrestleMania is on. Also on the show, as this partnership with Slam Wrestling continues, Slam was able to sit down with AJ Francis. So you'll be able to listen to that full entry. And again, for the best news, interviews, opinions, and so much more, go to slamwrestling.net. That's slamwrestling.net. And a huge thanks to the entire Slam Wrestling crew for being part 
of the S enemy family. So it's such a jam-packed show. We're going to get straight to things. So it's time for the news of the week. I'm afraid I've got some news. Last weekend, Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark wrestled for Dynasty Wrestling at its It Was All a Dream event. Dynasty Wrestling actually put out a statement regarding their inclusion of Patrick Clark and supporting him for future events and thanking the fans for showing up. The rumor swirling around is that Cleveland could host SummerSlam this year. The WWE was awarded $1.6 million in credits for an unspecified project from the state of Ohio. In the ongoing Vince McMahon saga, a lawn firm in Chicago is alerting anyone who was victimized or is a witness to any abuse at WWE to contact them at wwesettlements.com. Here's a direct quote from their release. If you were sexually assaulted, made to feel uncomfortable, or witnessed sexual abuse by Vince McMahon or anyone from WWE UFC, you may be entitled to significant, co significant compensation. With Sting's retirement just around the corner happening next Sunday at AEW Revolution, Kevin Nash stated on his podcast, Click This, that Sting asked him to be in attendance for his retirement match, but because of Nash's relationship with WWE, he had to turn the offer down. In the ongoing saga of Anthem and TNA earlier this week, we saw a lot of TNA talent putting an hourglass symbol emoticon on their X. Well, no one really knew what this meant, but the very next morning, TNA and Anthem extended the contract of Josh Alexander for what appears to be at least one last year. Josh Alexander actually told Anthem that he wanted to test free agency and was open to renegotiation with TNA. This can't be good for long-term business and relationships with wrestlers, but you know, at this point, with TNA and Anthem, you just never know what they're capable of. As we talked about last week, Shotzi did in fact injure herself during her NXT women's title match earlier this week, but it was taped last week. Shotzi did give us a health update on Instagram. This is what she said. I tore my ACL, which means I will be out of action for about nine months. Here's hoping to a speedy recovery to Shotzi. In some legal troubles, Cash Wheeler of FTR will indeed be going to trial for the charge of aggravated assault with a firearm over the now infamous road rage incident that happened right before All In. National Wrestling Alliance, NWA, President Billy Corgan, yes, that Billy Corgan, confirmed the news that NWA has a deal with the CW Network and has moved away from YouTube. Their flagship program, NWA Power, is live on the platform now and features Return to Robarts programming, emanating from the historic Robarts Arena in Sarasota, Florida. New episodes air weekly on Tuesdays, with past seasons also available to stream. Additionally, the much-anticipated Paranoia live event on Power is also now available on the CW app. Fresh of an appearance with friend of the show's show, Chris Van Vliet, on Insight, Robert Root is apparently cleared to wrestle, but is actually enjoying his time as a producer in WWE, so it appears that his in-ring career is over. 
We're going to be taking a short break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And when we come back, we are going to jump straight into an AEW Revolution preview as I get the roundtable and Andre C. and Xavier join me. And like I said, we're going to be chatting all things AEW Revolution. But that's not all because after that, we're going to be joined by AJ Francis as our partnership with Slam Wrestling continues to grow. And then later on in the show, we are going to be chatting some Elimination Chamber fallout, and we're going to be chatting the current matches that are slated for WrestleMania in April. So you're going to want to stay tuned here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. From pillar to post and coast to coast, this is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Crowd is here, about to blow, waiting for me to start the show. Out the curtain lights go up a Hey, did you know that Saturday, February 24th? Destiny World Wrestling returns to Oshawa and the Children's Arena for Destiny's Reckless. Is that the event featuring the indie god himself, Matt Cardona? You bet it is. I heard he's not going to be there alone. I heard Steph Delander showing up. I heard Fighter Flight is showing up. Vanna Black, Tara Zep, Lindsay Dorado, and a whole bunch more. Man, you better get your tickets now. They're on sale at www.destinywrestling.ca. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And we are back here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And as our partnership with Slam Wrestling continues to blossom and only grow stronger... We have an exclusive interview conducted by Slam Wrestling, and it is none other than TNA's A.J. Francis, formerly known as Top Dalla in WWE. Just remember, go to slamwrestling.net for all of your news and rumors, headlines, interviews, TV show reviews, and so much more. That's slamwrestling.net. So without further ado, let's listen to the Slam Wrestling interview with A.J. Francis. Back when you were an NFL player, did you ever Mm -hmm. experience becoming a wrestler? Uh, I actually wanted to be a wrestler before I ever played in the NFL. Um, I grew up a huge wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. Um, I know you're in Canada, so you'll love to hear this. One of my... Uh, my earliest wrestling memory is uh, the Iron Man match, uh, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, and uh, at WrestleMania, and I was furious because when Gorilla Monsoon came out and said that we were going to go into sudden death, I was like, "What do you mean? Bret's <laughs> already won! Like, hey, Shawn didn't beat him. Bret, Bret still got it. Like, what are we doing?" Uh, yeah. So I've been wrestling there my whole life, um, and. You know, if I didn't get a college scholarship after high school, I would have went and played. I would have went and become a professional wrestler. Um, if I didn't make it to the NFL, 
after college, I would have went and become a professional wrestler. Um, it just so happens I was able to play in the NFL for six years. And uh, even when I was in the NFL, uh, there's uh, interviews and stuff. Uh, when I was on the Dolphins, where uh, um, one of the reporters, his name's Omar Kelly, he asked me about wrestling because he knew I was such a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And they would always be like, you know, what's it like to live your dream? And I'm like, well, I'm in the NFL. I'm living one of my dreams. But my real dream is, you know, to become a professional wrestler. Like, that's what I've always wanted to do. Um, So it's been awesome um, to actually be able to do so much and be blessed with so many opportunities that, you know, so many people would kill to just be able to be in the NFL or just be a professional wrestler. So for me to be able to do that and then to do other things, too, like make music and be in TV shows and, and all these other things, it's just been a blessing. Yeah, well, it's definitely quite the experience, huh? Yeah. Um. So, as someone who's been a professional in basically two different sports, and as someone like for myself who's like uh, who's been growing up doing sports as well, how how different would you say is your workout regimen from like football and wrestling? Uh it's completely different because football you got to be able to go, you know, thirty to not even like ten seconds at a time with 30 seconds rest for like two hours. Then you get like a 10 minute break and then do it for two more hours. Yeah. Wrestling, you you more often than not, you're going to do everything you got to do in about 20 minutes. Right. So, and sometimes not even that much. Um, a lot of, if you ask any wrestlers, a lot of wrestlers will tell you a five minute match is harder than a 10 minute match because in a five minute match, you don't have time to rest or, like try to let things milk and, you know, get your breath back. You got to go, 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 go. Yeah. But, you know, 10-minute ten, ten match, you can work the crowd. You can find this chance to get your breath back. You mm-hmm. can do – but a five-minute match, you got to go the whole time. So it's a completely different style of cardio. Plus, like, like I played D-line. So, like, I was physically exhausted from, like, gorilla fighting another mm-hmm. grown man. But, like, I rarely, if ever, like, hit the ground unless I was, like, making a tackle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I rarely ever got pancaked in my career. I can count on one hand the amount of times I got pancaked in a 15-year football career. Um, so, like, like, but in wrestling, like, hitting the mat, and I still don't have to take that many bumps because I'm big, but when you do take bumps in wrestling, like, all that air leaves your lungs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you got to, like, get that air back along the way. Yeah. No, I, yeah. <laughs> body and body contact <laughs> is just absolutely crazy. Yeah. So uh, after you hit the free agency pool, uh, how did mm-hmm. you well, uh, weighing your options and ending up at TNA? Um, I wanted to go to TNA. Uh, TNA was the honestly the first place that I wanted to go. Uh, I have a lot of friends there. I've heard a lot of really great things about the locker room. And coming from, you know, WWE, I felt very underutilized. Um, and I, I felt like at TNA, I would get an opportunity to show what I was really capable of. Um, you know, Tommy Dreamer uh, and Moose are the reasons that I'm in TNA. Um, They both talked to Scott for me um, on separate occasions. Um, You know, Scott brought me in and, uh, you know, I 
I don't think that they were expecting because, you know, there's a lot of terrible BS rumors about me spread by Internet losers that uh, I'm a bad person or all these things. And like after hanging out with me one day, everybody was like, oh, wow, you're you're not what people say you are. You're actually a really good person and you're actually really fun to be around and you care and you work hard. And, you know, like guys like Brian, Brian Myers goes on his podcast with Matt Cardona and he's like, yeah, I didn't know him at all. And then I just appreciated how much he, how hard he worked and how much he cared. And it's like, I was always like that. Like if you ask anybody, you know, in the other locker room, you know, ask the Ray Mysterios, ask the, the LA Knights, ask the Usos, you know, ask those guys. I'm, I'm, I care. I really care about this because I love this. Like, I don't have to wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I didn't wrestle, I could go do TV analyst work for CBS. Since I've been released, I've been on ESPN four times, Fox twice, ABC twice, NBC twice. Uh, you know, like, awesome what other – what other wrestler is doing things like that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, without a company putting them there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to wrestle. Like, I just had to turn down an opportunity to be in a, a football movie because it's filming in Orlando on uh, the days that I'm going to be on the road doing shows that I've already booked. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I have a lot of other things I could be doing mm-hmm. other than wrestling, but I love this. You know what I'm saying? I love it. So, like, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity from TNA because TNA and TNA, I'm getting an opportunity to show what I was capable of. Like, I've already been on commentary twice. Like, I've already cut I've already cut more promos. I've had more promo time in TNA than I ever did on SmackDown. Like, that's not even, like, a joke. That is a numerical statistical fact if you go based on time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I literally have. So, it's like... TNA's giving me everything I could ask for. So, like, why would I want to go anywhere else? That's a good point. So, uh, you mentioned something about, like, how good uh, TNA's locker room is. Has mm-hmm. Once you came into TNA, has anyone took you under their wing to basically show you how, like, it's being run or whatever? Uh, no, not really, because, um, like I said, like, I've known Moose for years. We have a lot of mutual friends from the NFL, mm-hmm. and he's the top guy in the locker room. So, like, he knows that I know how to blend. He knows that I'm actually a good person, and he doesn't – he's known me forever. He doesn't believe these terrible stories that people say about me. So, like, he knows how to do that. And then not to mention, like, I have other friends that I already knew in the locker room, like a Rich Swan, you know, like a Chris Bay, Mm -hmm. you know, like a Big Con, you know, a bunch of guys that I've already known for years that I'm very comfortable with. And then, like, um, the thing that I really appreciate is, like, the ladies in the locker room have been nothing but accepting as well. The Mashas, the Killer Kellys, they're just really nice people. And um, I'm very grateful for that. You know, the entire locker room is is a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, the, the, the guys there, uh, they just want to put on a good show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they don't care about all the other craziness. They just want to put on a good show. So it's like... I, I love my time there for sure. That's good. Um, so since you've been uh, at TNA, you've been having some problems with uh, Joe Henry. <laughs> As a musician, uh, what do you think about Henry's song parodies? Uh, his song parodies are good, but it's another one of those things. It's like, you know, it's good because he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's a talent. Yeah. But like, he's nowhere near my level. You know? <laughs> 
but because it's the sing-songy wrestling thing, oh, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They People pretend that we're even on the same stratosphere. That boy did not lace my studio boots. I'm in my studio right now. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm in my studio right now. I got the mic right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really live and breathe this. You know what I'm saying? Plaques on the wall. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm really a musician. So it was the perfect pairing, honestly, when you come out of, uh, for me to come in because, like, you know, what he does is like diss tracks, like I do too. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, they're not, people don't see him as diss tracks because it's not rap music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's all he's doing. And, uh, you know, they take a special part of my heart. So, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good, good feud. I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to it because he's very creative and as am I. Uh, would you, on or off screen, would you consider like doing a music collab with him? Uh, yeah, I would if the money's right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, d- d- you know, let's be clear, you know, Dollar brings the audience. So, you know, we, you know, we got to, if he wants to, you know, I just uh, released a project with Montez Ford, uh, his his new project uh, called God is Good. And it's getting incredible numbers and incredible traction. And I'm on four tracks on there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, Joe Hendry ain't got it like me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, you know, if he wants to do a song, you know what I'm saying? Money talks. You know I feel what I'm saying? Tell him, have his people hit my people. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Um <laughs> So who would you say is your dream TNA opponent? Uh, Moose. Moose is my dream TNA opponent. I've known Moose forever. We have, we've been, we've had mutual friends from the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't know this. Uh, the nine months in between when I was released and when I got brought back uh, to SmackDown, when, uh, when uh, B-Fab and Ashante the Adonis were with me too, they were both released at the same time. Moose brought all three of us to TNA at WrestleMania weekend in Dallas just to meet Scott and be in the locker room and and hang with the guys and whatnot. Um, You know, Moose was trying to get us, trying to get me and us assigned to TNA, you know, in 2021. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, 2022. So it's like, you know, uh, you know, that did end up not happening. And, uh, you know, but uh, you know, uh, Moose has always looked out for me, and uh, he's obviously the top dog, and I want to be at the top. Like, yeah, I came here and I like my spot and I play my role, but I think, and I think everybody feels this way, but I think that if I had the top spot, I could make some really cool shit happen. So, like, yeah, he's my homie, but I want that spot. Yeah. And he recognizes that if I was the champ, he'd feel the exact same way. So, you know. Uh, any specific match or just a cool little singles match for the title? Uh, I mean, we could have a great feud. You always see that's indie wrestling's kind of ruined uh storytelling to the point that like uh you know, the first match should be a simple match, simple singles match. Like that's how it's supposed to be. You know, and then you build on it from there. Um, I'm in a feud with uh a guy named Cha Cha Charlie in Florida. Our first match was was a uh, regular match. Our second match was a street fight, and then now we're gonna fight in a cage. Like that's the natural progression of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like you know, I, I've definitely I want I want Moose. 
I just want Moose. So as long as they book the match, however they book it, it's cool. Like we can have uh, Antlers on a pole match for all I care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. And um, so probably to wrap this up, uh, what would you say was the biggest piece of advice given to you about the wrestling industry? Um, I, honestly, it's it wasn't given to me about the wrestling industry, uh, but it is about just in business and industries in general. And the one thing that I've learned about the wrestling industry is it doesn't have anything to do with your talent. It's all about who you know. It's all about who likes you. Um, if the right person likes you, you could be a talentless hack and you'll get all the opportunities in the world. Uh, if the right if the right or wrong person doesn't like you, you won't get any opportunities no matter how talented you are. It's a show. It's uh it, it's it's not like the NFL where like if I'm physically dominating the offensive lineman in front of me every play, they gotta let me play. Yeah. Um it's all about who you know, I tell people this all the time. People ask me, how, how do I get to, to to the top levels of wrestling? How do I get, you know, I, I want to make money wrestling. How do I do it? I'm like, man, go out, make friends, hope that your friends make it and they bring you along. I mean, look at every wrestling company in the world. People hire their friends. So yeah. it's like, you know, people hire their friends and hire people that they like. So it's like. That's how it works. So just be nice with the right people. Uh, we have a little bit more time, so I'll try and squeeze this in. Um, so your Twitter posts are actually pretty funny. I love the one about the Super Bowl and, like, the – you know what it is. <laughs> uh, so how important do you find it uh, to engage with fans on social media? Um, I think it's very important. Um, I engage with my fans – Every day because some my fans are gonna buy my merch. My fans are gonna show up to my shows. Like all my shows since I've been re uh, released have been sold out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that. All of them been packed to the brim. Um, I'm taking pictures with fans. Like I took in Vegas. I was in Vegas for the Super Bowl. I took so many pictures that weekend with fans that just wanted to see me. But like that's the job. That's yeah. the gig. Like. I've never been the person who doesn't engage with their fans online or doesn't engage with their fans in real life because that's the gig. Um, you know, like John Cena once said, uh, you've got to get your fans one at a time. Mm -hmm. Because if one fan has a good experience with you and they tell 10 people, you might have just made 10 new fans. Now let's say those 10 people tell the uh, 10 more people about the story. Now one person helped you make 110 fans, right? So extrapolate that out to meeting a 1,000 people in one weekend. You got to get your fans one at a time. And that can be on social media. That can be in real life. That can be at a show. That can be at a meet and greet. That can be at the Super Bowl. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It doesn't matter. But that's how you win your fans over. The problem a lot of wrestlers have is that they don't appreciate that. And they don't appreciate... Like I'm never like I, if I had it my way, I'll never be a babyface. I will always be a heel. But that's the show. Yeah. Like I, after the show outside, if you come up to me respectfully, I'm not gonna be an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just not. Now, if you come up like there was one guy in Vegas 
who came up. He was doing like he, I guess he's like a social media person or whatever. And yeah. he came up and he started cracking jokes. And he don't know that you don't want to cut a promo with me, kid. And I embarrassed him in front of all his people and all his friends, and he ended up leaving mad. I ain't started. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I will finish it though. So yeah. like as long as you as long as you're cool and respectful, man, online or in person, man, I always engage because we ain't nothing without our fans. Huge thanks to Aaron from Slam Wrestling on providing us with that interview and a huge thanks to the entire family at Slam Wrestling for being part of the SME family. And remember, go to slamwrestling.net for all of your wrestling news, opinions, interviews, obituaries, TV reports, and so much more. That's slamwrestling.net. We're going to be taking a short break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And when we come back, the S Enemy Roundtable is back. And we're going to be talking about the Elimination Chamber fallout. And we're going to be quickly touching on the current WrestleMania card, including the potential Rock and Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes match. And whether that match will outshine the main event so you're going to want to leave things locked here on tsn radio and the iheart radio news talk networks and you're listening to sunday night's main event chat wrestling all week long by joining the sunday night's main event group on facebook just search snme radio Are you in the market for a used vehicle for your family or business? North Toronto Auction hosts public auctions twice a month and everyone's invited. Hundreds of cars, trucks, SUVs, commercial vehicles and heavy equipment are available. Plus travel trailers, motorcycles, snowmobiles, ATVs and more. View the entire selection at NorthTorontoAuction.com. Bid online or bid in person. Bid on items from government agencies, financial companies, fleet managers, car dealers and public insiders. For more information visit us online at NorthTorontoAuction.com. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And we are back here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Network, and you're listening to Sunday night's main event. And it is officially WrestleMania season. The road to WrestleMania is officially on and Man, last night, yesterday morning, yesterday afternoon, depending on where you live, yesterday we had the Elimination Chamber and the WrestleMania card is really starting to take shape. So we're going to be chatting about that to begin things here on the Sunday night's main event roundtable. And joining me this week is Andre C. from Edmonton. Hello. How's it going, Andre? I'm good, man. Glad to be here. It's great, like incredible weekend of professional wrestling this weekend. Exactly, especially if you take into consideration the New Japan show that happened earlier on the weekend. We had a fun episode of Collision. Again, it is just it's crazy how how lucky we are to be in this mm-hmm. era of pro wrestling. Also joining me is my tag team partner each and every single week on All Elite Geekly. You can also find on on Talk Time Live over at TalkTimeLive.com where he talks all things geek. This is Dax Xavier, Josiah. Dax, how's it going? Hey, what's good, everybody? Hello, wrestling fans. And I am I'm feeling really good. Uh, we got a lot of great wrestling to talk about. Yes, I agree. It's a great time to be a fan. 
Yep, it really is. It really is. You know, if you remove nostalgia, we're just going to start with the hot takes. If we remove nostalgia from the Attitude Era, this is by far the best era of pro wrestling. Absolutely. Oh, I yeah. agree. Oh, as yeah. much as I love the Attitude Era, yes. From a, from a core in-ring standpoint, yeah. Oh, God, yes. Eons. <laughs> I think people... I think people honestly forget how bad the wrestling was back then. Yeah, uh-huh. because the personalities. But that's what that was WWE's brand at the time. It was like they always been able to get over the personalities over the wrestling work rate. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when the work rate started coming, you know, trying to invade itself in, they tried to push it back. <laughs> yep. And now we have both personalities and work rate. And this is why WrestleMania is really shaping up to be a fantastic show. So let's quickly run through Elimination Chamber. I'll talk about Elimination Chamber, I should say. Uh, We had the Women's Elimination Chamber to start things off. I don't know about you. uh, Matt Etter and I used to always talk about it on NXT Talk over on the network that Tiffany Stratton is going to be a star. Never in my wildest dream did I think that Tiffany Stratton would be this over this fast. Andre. Dude, it's incredible. Like uh, again, watching her on NXT, uh, it, she's one was always so was one of the highlights and now seeing her like excel so well and just being able to work into the women she's working with who she hasn't really had much time working with yet and looking everything looking so clean relatively clean and just how the crowd is taken to her it's insane man yeah you see you say something interesting relatively clean dax you and i always talk about this and i think i know what your take is going to be but i want to ask you about this (laughs) is you know not everything looks clean some of the things look a little rough like a real fight versus the, you know, everything is polished and everything looks perfect and everything looks beautiful. What style do you like more? Because I kind of like the grittiness that we saw in the women's chamber match yesterday. And I'm glad you said that because in the beginning of the match, it was said gritty and then it just polished off. It started getting better. People started getting warmer. And then by like, honestly, and, you know, again, this is the first time I've watched the elimination chamber, an elimination chamber match in a very long time. And it was great to see, like, overall, I was very impressed, but I, yeah, it got gritty in the beginning and they just had to get their feelings out, especially with Naomi. Cause you know, you're coming back in early and you're coming in been to this big match with over 50,000 people. It's you're going to get jitters. It's, it's normal. It's human. And when you, when you think about the participants, you have Liv Morgan, who's been injured for about nine months. You have Raquel uh, Rodriguez, who's been injured for a few months. You had Mm -hmm. Tiffany Stratton, who this is her first major stadium show. Oh, and by the way, she's only been on the main roster for a few weeks. Uh, Are you you serious? Yeah. You have Becky Lynch, who Mm -hmm. that has been, you know, the captain of this entire division. Um, You know, when you take a look at all of the participants, it is amazing what this match was able to pull off. Well, not only that, like, again, this is my first hooray with Tiffany Stratton. The first time I saw her was the Royal Rumble. And I saw a little bit this. I was like, whoa. I had no idea. Like, I've never seen her before. I heard about her. I've heard the name come up a lot of times. This is my first actual first impression. I was extremely impressed. And, in fact, let me say, the the uh, Elimination Chamber really picked up when she came out of that, uh, that chamber. Yep. And it just, I, I was, by the time she got pinned i was like i wanted her to stay till at least the final three i was that impressed i you know honestly and i'm look i'm new to this you know i'm renewed to this i should say 
this is the closest to Trish Stratus as I've seen anybody. Yeah, I think that that's a very first statement. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, Are there- she's got she's got great talent, and again, she's. <laughs> Trish was very marketable back in the 2000s. Yep. Tiffany's Tiffany's very very marketable now. She's a great look. She she works well. She she has a great presence. Her, She's not holding her, back. Her speaking is well not the she ain't she ain't Trish Stratus at the top of her game yet, but she ain't bad at it. She's pretty good at talking. So and she's only going to get better working with the people in that company. So she's a future star for this company. I, 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 I was I was utterly just utterly amazed at how comfortable she was in this environment. <laughs> Not everybody is comfortable in, with 50,000 people, and you know, looking at them and her being able to jump off to do a Santan really well, mind you. And, and the things that she was willing to do and the way she throws hits and everything like she's just so like she's she 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 forgets that she looks really good in a, in a sense of she just wants to go in there and fight like yeah. it. I love that. I respect that. And I love how she integrates her gymnastics background into her yes. actual work rate. That's really cool to see. End of the match. It. We saw Becky Lynch pick up the win. So at WrestleMania, extra large. It's going to be Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Not not too many surprises there. Uh, but on no. what do you think of that match? Again, I, I think it's been building up for a while. And it's I I like it when we know where we're going. We don't need the the right turn for right turn sake just to change it. I like knowing it, and they've been building this for a bit. They've been building up Becky to be that number one uh, challenger, and it, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Becky and Rhea. I want to see Rhea win, but I want to. I'm looking forward to seeing this match. Yeah, you know, it, it, what I like about this match is that you can make a very compelling storyline argument for either Becky Lynch or Rhea Ripley to mm-hmm. win. And that's what I like about this match is what it's not set in stone that we're going to get a new champ. This could be the passing of the torch. This could be, you know, so, just so many different possibilities that we see here. And Dax, I kind of see you agreeing. What are your thoughts? I, I don't I'm not mad at the decision, even though I, you know, I wanted, you know, um, Bianca to win. But what I was impressed by is Bianca's reaction to losing. Yes. Any of mm-hmm. you who watch who are fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling, they do great when people lose and they take it to heart. Mm-hmm. Like it felt real like she the way she reacted was so awesome. And I don't think we should take that in, we should really not take that for granted. But with that said, yeah, I'm I'm ready for this match. I love both of these two, yeah, both Rhea and um and the man herself. And uh, yeah, this should be this is a this is going to be a great main event in Philly. Dax, you bring up a great point before I move on, and that's you know the reactions, right? The reactions to people losing ever since a little a certain someone left at the beginning of the year and TKO. Uh, presence has really made itself known especially in production we've been seeing some of those snippets like those losing shots like you know the people right on the commentary table just looking completely deflated and that adds to the overall Mm -hmm. presentation so much well we talk about presentation too um, again i'm still just resurfacing back so all this i came back and thought i was watching nfl Okay, the augmented reality, you know, effects the uh, the high, you know, and I've always said this and I've always talked about this, that like they've always been about high presentation and high quality presentation, big budget presentation. And they continue that. And it really rivals that of, you know, 
the NFL, which is a huge brand to be able to compare to. Um, but it is very, it is becoming a little bit more sports centric, and I'm liking that in so many ways. The way that Pat McAfee draws, you know, uh, you know, it's the replays and and, and him and uh, Cole, and I dig that. Those little things that really matter. Um, I'm again, I, I think I came back at the right time, and I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Excellent. All right, we're gonna flip things over to the men's elimination chamber, and this was such a fun elimination chamber. And for those of you who still doubt, Logan Paul. Where, like, shake your heads. Logan Paul was a bonafide super heel in this match. And just even using the Sharpie in his reactions. And Kevin Owens did a great job of working with him. Um, you know, that whole barking dog, that mailman in the barking dog segment that they did. That was fantastic to see. But the men's elimination chamber was so good. And I was a little surprised by the ending with Logan Paul giving Randy Orton a punch with the brass knuckles to give Drew McIntyre the win. So this means that we are going to be getting Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre, which again, didn't surprise anyone because... It's been Drew's been on such a roll since CM Punk's injury. Andre, how do you feel about this match? I, again, I, down deep in my heart, I wanted it to be LA Knight. I think everybody wanted it to be LA Knight. But, like, it, again, they've been building such a great story again. And Drew has just been looking like a monster these last couple months. And they built, they're building him up so well. It's going to be the dragon for Seth Rollins to slay a mania. Or maybe Drew finally gets that moment where he gets to pit if he pins Seth Rollins because again it's it's another one where you can look at it going either way Drew finally gets his WrestleMania moment that he got robbed of years ago in the pandemic or you have Seth Rollins conquering and taking down the monster and just it works so well and Drew's just he's never He's only been bad when he was originally in WWE because since he's come back, even when he's floundering, he's still good because he always has that just perfect bit of charisma in him to just get you behind him. I think what we're seeing with Drew McIntyre is the actual person take over the character. There's just something about Drew McIntyre on the mic over the past year or so where he has just been on fire. Actually, probably since Battle in the Castle. Clash the Castle. I think since then, the, the the program with Roman, his mic work has just been outstanding. Just absolutely amazing. Dax, how do you feel about Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre? I love this match wholeheartedly. Like, I agree with both you guys. But, again, what I love about the – I have, a you know, a colleague that I talk to. He's a wrestling fan, too, and he really does not like the Elimination Chamber last. I don't understand why. Um, he does feel like it's a ripoff of war games, which it is in a lot of ways, but it's a, it's a hint of war games with Royal Rumble aspects. But what it does, it does a lot what tournaments do. It tells a lot of stories of things to come. It plants a lot of seeds. It, I saw so many seeds being planted here. It's so many surprises, and I haven't watched an Elimination Chamber match in years, so I was expecting to see somewhat of the same type of things going on. It's some I, I did pretty much see some of the tropes, but I saw some different things. Logan Paul was my MVP of this match because this guy has not been in this game for that long. And he just felt like he's been in there for years. And some of the kudos to the cameraman, the, the, the shots that they took when he got this, um, the, uh, the bare, uh, the, uh, knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. The brass knuckles, the brass knuckles. Thanks. And, and Randy Orton just come out of nowhere as he always does. 
and him just laying flat out on the front on the ground like it was like he was a character from Family Guy. I died laughing. And then on top of that, the surprise at the end, there he planted so many seeds for people to come after him like a like a bunch of bounty hunters. I and love where they're going with this. It's funny that you say that because originally going into the Elimination Chamber, I was convinced that we we're going to see Logan Paul versus LA Knight. Yeah, one on one. But now I'm actually starting to think we're going to see a multi-man match of sorts for the U.S. With, title for the U.S. title with Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Logan Paul. That's the direction I think we're going to be going in. Andre, thoughts? Yeah, again, I hope LA Knight gets added to that. Give it, a, make it a five way. Yes. Um, but again, it's it. You can see that I, I can't like my biggest point. If, if it was a multi man or if it's a singles, even with Randy, whatever it is, I can't wait to see how Randy hits a cutter to Logan Paul. I want because Logan's going to do something crazy athletic and he's going to turn that into the RKO, and that's going to be exciting. What yep. are the chances of this being a, a ladder match? I know they that's... got more money in the bank. I was literally going to say that this is probably going to end up being a ladder match, but I kind of was really hoping one of you could pick up what I was putting down. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent work, gents. So, and the last thing before we go to break, I want to quickly talk about this Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and The Rock. We're almost guaranteed that tag match night one of WrestleMania, right, Dex? Yeah, it just feels like it. Um, First of all, just amazing. You know, it's funny. As an AEW fan as I am, I often have to be, be being that I'm part of that, you know, fandom. I have to also feel butthurt because whenever he comes out <laughs> the ring with the same music that they came out with in AEW and you hear 50,000 people in the ring sing his song note from note. And when they get when they go to the whoa part and it's like I get chills, I get chills and I also get regret. It's like y'all idiots who who just, you know, took him for granted. This guy who used to come to every single AEW event and would greet you at the door. Y'all took for y'all took for granted. And yep. now he's on he's in the other, he's in a bigger platform. And man, <laughs> it's just amazing. Him and, and, and Seth. It's just amazing seeing them coming out. They didn't do a damn thing and they got more, they got more of a pop than a lot of the people who are wrestling tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, first of all, why Cody get as much fireworks? I'm like, this dude ain't even Russell. He got a. He's like, he just guy, won the world right there. I feel like he took a pay cut just so that they can add to the firework <laughs> budget. Like, it is crazy. I love it though. Hey, optics. Right. That's the thing. He bigger than bigger than you know anyone else there, and that that's exactly what it is. Andre, night one WrestleMania, Roman Reigns, The Rock, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. It's inevi- inevitable. Correct. Oh. Oh, hundred percent. Like I don't, there, I don't see a way around this because again, Rock has been saying he's training to wrestle a match, mm-hmm. but now that you have Cody in there with with Roman on, on what should be night two, you can't get away with not doing this tag match because again, it, it, it's being built. Please don't swerve me. I want to see this. You're you're teasing me with it. I want it. I it, it's. I didn't, and I can I didn't want the Rock at wrestling. I didn't want him taking Roman's spot. But if he's just doing a tag match and Cody gets to maybe fulfill his story i'm all good with it Agreed. and the beauty thing about this is that when you really think about it and we're going to be talking about this later on in the show right it makes sense that the rock wouldn't be on a one-on-one match can he carry a one-on-one match at his age he's not the oldest person but he hasn't been wrestling in what a decade almost so 
it makes sense that he would be in a tag team match. So really thinking about this to me, the possibility of a night one main event in a tag team match with The Rock is just as good because you get The Rock on the card, you leave Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns for night two, and, you know, we're all happy. Great. Yep. All right, gents. That is the road to WrestleMania. Obviously, we're going to be talking about this each and every single week as we inch closer to April, early April. We're going to be taking a break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Network. And when we come back, it is another slam wrestling interview. And this time, Aaron is going to be talking to AJ Francis. It's an interview you're not going to miss out. And then later on the show... This roundtable is going to be back where we preview AEW Revolution and have some more wrestling chatter. So you're going to want to leave it locked here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. Chat wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday Night's Main Event group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio. Special friends, you can catch Greg and Brad, your Smack Daddies, each weekend on the SNME Radio Network. We cover our lives, what's happening on the East Coast, and eventually cover SmackDown. Check us out each week at SundayNightsMainEvent.com. Please subscribe to get your Smack Daddies and the rest of the SNME Radio Network content directly to your podcatcher for less than a dollar a week. We the ones! This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And we are back here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And you're listening to Sunday night's main event where we do nothing but chat pro wrestling all hour long. You just listened to the AJ Francis interview, and the roundtable is back. And if you forgot, well, let me remind you who we have this week. We have Andre C. from Edmonton and Dax, who just so happens to be with me each and every single week as we talk all elite geekly. So I figured, why not bring him here on the show to chat about the next pay-per-view, AEW Revolution. And just remember that AEW Revolution is going to be happening next Sunday. And here on the network, Dax and I are going to be having a live after party yes that's right we are going to be going live on all of the social medias well specifically x facebook and youtube and dax and i are going to run through the card give your opinion and then we're going to turn things over to you the listener and the best way for you to be part of the show is to be a patron because that's how we guarantee you on the show so all you need to do is go to patreon.com slash snme radio or Watch us on YouTube, and we'll tell you how you can be part of the show at the show itself. So, gentlemen, let us run through the AEW Revolution card. It's happening in a week. We already have nine matches. I expect another nine to be added this week because that's the Tony Khan <laughs> way of booking things. All right, so let's start with the overall feelings. Dax, how do you feel about this show as we're seven days away? I'm getting the show. What does that tell you? 
<laughs> yes. For those of you who don't know Dax, this is the person who I look up to when it comes to any fandom because if there's something that he doesn't like he won't participate if there's something that he likes you know that it's worth his time and his money this is a the 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 the, the consumer's consumer even if it, even if i am an actual fan of what of the said uh brand i'm not I, if i don't like it i'm not just gonna i'm not gonna just jump on it just for the simple uh, you know reason for it or just um purpose but in this case this card seems very solid, above average, mind you. We are looking for some some memorable things with Sting's retirement, and anything can happen there. We got a lot of you know things going on in terms of storylines, match quality, and everything. I think this is going to be a very above average solid card, and I'm looking forward to it. Andre, what how are you feeling going into this show? Yeah, like it it doesn't matter the AEW pay per view that it is. It's always a like always in ring. It's always yeah. solid. There's I guess. One pay per view that I didn't care care for that way, but right. it's in the it, and there's actually like the, the the world title Joe Hangman and Swerve has been built very well. Um, and again, I, I my biggest looking forward to usually is Will Osprey on any any show I go on, but for me it's timeless Tony Storm versus Diana Perazzo. Those two I've been building it pre- pretty darn well and. I think Tony's the best character going in professional wrestling right now. And Deanna is just so good. And I, I look forward to those who finally facing off in the ring. Again, the whole show looks so good though. It really does. It really does. And you know, if the card stays like this, I would be so happy, but I, I'm sure that we're going to be having a few zero hour matches thrown. I was about in to say, a yeah, a few yeah. extra matches, but regardless, it's going to be a fun long night. So, Dax, have your chai tea ready that night because it's going to be a heck of a night next we'll Sunday. We have a whole canister ready. It's going to be a slumber party, but we're going to have I a good it. time. <laughs> All right. Let us run through the card real quick and just give a sentence or two thoughts on who you think is going to win and what you think of the match. So we're going to start with the FTR, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler versus the Blackpool Combat Clubs, John Moxley and Claudio Casanoli. We're going to start with Andre. I, I have to I gotta say FTR man they're the best tag team going today and I just I look at that and I go uh, they need the win I think to really help bring them back up to prominence again they've been doing well but I think they need to re- remove up kind of move back up to the top of the card. Thanks. I absolutely agree. I'm going to mimic exactly what he said, but not only just to add that, but they're already in the rankings, and we need to believe that they are they have earned their way into the rankings, not just from namesake. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that right there just always kills me. But it's not to say that they're not legit. But yeah, let's let's get it. And what better team to fight than them? We already saw what they did in, in Dynamite. They're gonna. I think they're gonna top that in this pay per view. Agreed, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I think FTR is gonna win, and I think this match is. You know, honestly, this match could steal the show, in my opinion. Anytime FTR, absolutely. In the ring, you can have a match of the night contender. The next match is being dubbed a meet. Madness match. <laughs> I don't see I don't see Sean Stasiak's name here anywhere, but the participants are Warlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Lance Archer versus to be announced. Dax. Interesting. This is a I call this a kaiju battle. So <laughs> basically. Hey, you know what? It's funny because this match, if they were smart, you know who should be. It's a WB Discovery movie. You know what movie should be sponsoring this? Godzilla. Kong versus uh, Godzilla? 
Yep. yep. Well, exactly. Agreed. Yep. Uh, absolutely agree. But who is going to be the T- TBA of this? That's that's going to be the interesting. I think they're going to. I think Hobbs is probably who. Who's, who's it? Who's it again? I think it'll be Miro. That could be it too. Oh, why did Brian? Why is Brian Cage not in this? That's a great question. Also, that's that's, that's weird. Oh. Wow, yeah. Dude, yeah, there's some real possibilities for that. I mean, you got him. You got Bear will be great. I mean, these are not only just big guys, but they're solid in the ring big guys. So Mm -hmm. these are, you know, Lance Archer, who's very agile. Miro, who's very agile. Brian Cage can, you know, damn near do cruiserweight type moves. Uh, Yeah, this has to means to be a really good match, a really fun match. Dax. I'm thinking about this a little more. And, yeah, we named off names on the AEW roster who could fill in this spot. Yeah. But I think I, I'm, I'm starting to see the trend with Tony Khan, and I can see this being Jeff Cobb. Andre? Oh, oh please, please oh, God. that would be awesome. Please, God, Bring let it. it be Jeff Cobb, man. Bring it. Oh, I think, dude. I think, yeah, you know what? Because Tony Khan's such an insider, and he, he caters to the inside. I think the the crowd response. If you're in there, if you if you're AEW fan, most likely you're re- watching a lot of hardcore wrestling. Jeff Cobb coming out would, would get some noise, especially you know he is still part of uh, United Empire, right? Yep. Oh yeah, he is. Oh definitely. Uh, and I, I'll be waving this flag if Jeff Cobb's going. I'm be like, yes, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm all so for you. that. That'll be great. That would be great. There you go. You have the Meat Madness match presented by King X Kong, which is presented by Sean Stasiak. All right, the next match is going to be for the <laughs> AEW TNT Championship. We have Father Christian Cage with Killswitch, Mother Wayne, and the Prodigy Nick Wayne versus Daniel Garcia. I think that's going to be a great sleeper match. Absolutely, yeah. a great sleeper match. I think Garcia. I think I think Christian is going to help. Like Garcia is great, but like being around. He absorbs greatness and he is going to, you know, be able to follow Christian very well. And that's going to be a, a really it's going to help elevate him, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, it, Garcia is such a great wrestler and Christian is such a good ring general in that sense. Like he can carry pretty much anybody to a great match. And it's just this is going to be a solid in ring and he's going to make Garcia look great while Christian Cage still sneaking out of there with that TNT title. Yeah. It, to me, it makes sense that Christian Cage keeps the title. He's doing such a great job with it. This is the Barry is... Wyndham, Ric Flair type of uh, scenario. Exactly. That's exactly how I see this. All right, the next match seems a little random, but again, it's one of those matches that could steal the show, and it's a singles mm-hmm. match where Kanasuke Takeshita takes on Will Ospreay Andre. Ugh. The, again, I, I I'm disappointed he left New Japan because that's that's my what I watch. That's my number one company. But man, to him, have him come in and face Kanosuke Takeshita, and I love Kalos to say like reasoning. It's like there's nobody around. There's nobody willing to challenge this man. And he's like, I'm gonna have my own guy fight my own guy. And I I kind of hope this leads to Will Osprey just telling Kalos to go screw himself and just creating his. His AEW version of the Empire there because you have Fletcher, you have Davis, you can have Cobb, you can have a lot of these guys come over who are American based, anyways. Again, you can bring the Empire in. I, that's what I'm really hoping out of this. But this match is going to be a show stealer. Uh, I don't see this not getting a Dave Melter at least four and a half on, on yeah, the right. Card. You know what I mean? So it's just so it, it looks so appealing to any any hardcore wrestling fan. 
it really does it really really does this just looks so good like it just looks like such a great great match on paper and like you said i think it seems random but i do think that we are going to be seeing some storyline getting on the other side of this match all right the next match is a singles match for the continental crown championship we have eddie kingston versus brian danielson dax again this is the reason why i'm getting this <laughs> we just talked about the last match where i think the last match was really really sold me i'm like i gotta see this this is not a normal pay-per-view this right here their storyline their you know, Eddie Kingston's continued storyline against the BCC is just intriguing. I love what they've been doing. I think when we look back at this, it's going to be one of Eddie Kingston's greatest rivalries through his entire run. And, you know, God, this has been the best thing for that for that guy. I'm so happy with what he's accomplished. But uh, him and uh, Brian Danielson are going to kill it. They're mm-hmm. going to have an amazing match and an amazing story, amazing storytelling uh, match at, at that. Andre? Yeah, I'm excited for this. And like a year ago, you would tell me Eddie Kingston's in a match. I would have went, ah, screw that. It's my bathroom break. Because I was not on the Eddie Kingston train a year ago. <laughs> when he came to New Japan in the summer and did the G1, I, my heart melted for the man. And I became, and since then, and I think like he's only gotten more and more intense, just going harder in every match. And then Danielson has been doing some of the best work of his career, that incredible match with Okada recently with uh, Jack Sabre Jr. He's been doing incredible, uh, Jun- I think it's Junakiyama uh, on Collision. There's such incredible work that he's doing. And for these two to clash, I'm so, it, it's going to be just two dudes beating the living piss out of each other. And I'm excited for it, man. You know, this uh, Brian Danielson to me is like a a a band that you would see at a dive bar, where it's like the performances are really, really good, and then they become really famous. They go to bigger stadiums, and where where these fans are like, oh, they were this was good, but you got to be at the dive bar. Brian yeah. Danielson back at that dive bar. <laughs> he is wrestling like he did at Ring of Honor when he was doing the best in the world. You know. Uh, story, t- uh, you know, telling and everything. If he's getting that, but just in, he just adding more to it. Like, oh, I love this Akuma version of Brian Danielson right now. Akuma. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> great reference. Great reference. For more references like that, listen to All Elite Geekly each and every single Thursday. Go to your podcast catcher and search for Sunday night's main event. All right. We have a singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship. I think this is the match that Andre is looking forward to the most. It is Timeless Tony Storm versus Deanna Perrazzo. Andre. Yeah, just two incredibly incredible women that re- in the ring wrestling. And Tony Storm, with the character work she's been doing since she started this character, it's been absolutely tremendous. You can't deny that she has the best character in professional wrestling. And like, from an in-ring standpoint, there's another ma- – like, it's it's Osprey and Kesha for me for what I think is going to be the best for what I was looking for in-ring. But this is just – I can't wait to see how they play off each other. The, you, they use, like, the history between the two – really lends me to want to see these two clash and just and just have this uh, uh, just great match and i know they will because again they're just two of the best women in wrestling today and usually you can't be super pumped about the women's wrestling in AEW, but tony storm's making you care more and more and more exactly dax do you have anything to add 
Yeah, uh, we talk about it all the time on AEG and um, in terms of our love for her personality, her first Tony Storm's personality is one of our highlights of our reviews every week. The fact that we play almost all of her promos. (laughs) It is. It's (laughs) It's some of my favorite parts listening to you guys on that show. (laughs) Especially with our commentary, our reaction over it. to it—it's just—it's it's awesome. But with that said, um, the thing—the only thing that I would t- uh, disagree with is like the the storytelling leading up to it has been good, but the match quality hasn't matched up, and that's not uh, a fault of those two. It's a fault of the division that can't level up to those mm-hmm. two. So it's going to take by the time these two finally connect. To have a really have the match that we've been waiting for and the match that we want to see within this division. Hopefully, it'll be a a a match that everybody can look up to. Like this is the standard that the women's division need to go to. That's what you need. This is going to be the Forrest Griffin versus Stefan Bonner of the AEW Oof. women's division. That's a big that that is I I I love these two abilities and and, and, and that's a big 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 claim. And for those yep. of you who don't know what that reference referred to, that was the first Ultimate Fighter, and that, in my opinion, is what got MMA on the scene. It is what blew uh, MMA up back in uh-huh. 2005. I never told you this, but I actually have an autograph um, frame poster of Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner. Oh. <laughs> That's in my kitchen area right now. When I visit Philadelphia, oh. yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna pay a visit. You ain't coming in the crib. You know, no, it's it's officially being fortified. No, you should you shouldn't have told on yourself. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> My wife right. is gonna listen to this episode. <laughs> Make sure. <laughs> exactly. We have a three way for the. Well, actually, we'll go to the singles match for the AEW International Championship. We have Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. Dax, pass another torch. It's about time. Uh, I think this is the most suited person to take that title. Absolutely. And be able to run with it. Um, I think this is going to be that match when it all ends. We're going to give a standing ovation to uh, Orange Cassidy. And yep. he damn sure deserves it for he how he elevated that title. I think this is going to be an awesome match. Frederick Strong doesn't do wrong, along with Orange Cassidy, who just constantly just keeps improving and, and, and exciting us with this match. I love these two. Um, maybe another sleeper, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Andre for sure. Oh, again, sleeper easily one of the sleeper matches of the night. And again, Roger Strong taking this is if they don't go that way, I, I, it's you're you're failing Roger Strong as a character. You're failing your company in the booking. You're failing Orange Cassidy in the fact that the man deserves a little bit of time off <laughs> to get Agreed. feel to feel healthy again because the amount of tape he wears on his body is kind of insane. His, right. He's this year's Mox. He gets the Mox yeah. Award for this year. Yep. That's exactly what they should call the Iron Man Award for AEW, the Mox Award. <laughs> exactly. This match is going to be great. Like you said, Dax, Roderick Strong always shows up. Orange Cassidy always shows up. This could be a sleeper match. And I love how many times we're saying this could be a sleeper match. Sleeper. This could be a match of the year. Like this card is stacked. As we, This might it. be the pay-per-view of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way, well the, way the way we're talking about it, it's like it's really this could be like we talk about the popularity of WWE. But like when it comes down to it, when we go to the end of the year, it's always an AEW pay-per-view or promotion. that usually is get, you know, mo- get the most votes. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. We have probably the match that I'm looking forward to by far the most just because of the build up. The storytelling has been great. And I don't know. 
if like if if the certain someone doesn't get their flowers in this match, I don't know where they're going to be. And we're talking about the three way match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship as your champion Samoa Joe goes up against Hangman Adam Page, who also will go up against Swerve Strickland with our boy Prince Nana at his corner. Dax, I'm going to go to you first on this one. I'm torn. I am so torn with this right? because put Hangman aside. He's not He's not going to be the issue. It's Samoa Joe and Swerve. Samoa Joe, who I've seen win the Ring of Honor title in 2022 at the Murphy Rec Center and then start a two-year elevation reign of that ROH title to help put Ring of Honor on the map to get where he is today, to becoming King Shark, to becoming, you know, um, you know, Sweet Tooth. All that stemmed from that time. And getting him finally in a mainstream promotion and getting the opportunity to wear that strap, I want him to have it a little bit longer. I want to have that 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 length. But with that said, Jesus, you of all the times that you need to, you know, strap the rocket on Swerve, it is now. The and I think I think he can handle losing that title with that said look, and be able to get it back again at some look, point. But like Swerve needs to be it now. Something that, that we always forget in professional wrestling is that when you lose, there is a way to come off looking better in the match. Yes. Right. And and, and, and I'm not saying Swerve is going to lose and I'm not saying Samoa Joe is going to lose, but they can build this match in such a way that everybody wins. Right, it could be yeah. one of those situations where Samoa Joe retains, but Hangman Adam Page officially goes heel on Swerve Strickland in this match, you know, and and just he's the reason for it, and everyone right. looks strong. It could be the opposite of that, where Samoa Joe loses, but he still looks strong. Just because you lose doesn't mean a person is buried. Andre, thoughts on this match? Again, yeah, you're you're completely right. There's there's ways to make sure everybody comes out of this like solid. But like for me personally, when I go to AEW in May here in Edmonton, I want to see Swerve Strickland as as the AEW World Champion. That's what I want. But if if Joe's coming out as the World Champion, I'm not mad at that either. Or even Hangman Page, I'm not mad at that either. Right. Like he's my I'm like my number three. But again. Any way this match goes, no matter who wins, no matter who loses, they can make everybody look good. And again, this is this is another match where it could sneakily be one of the best matches of the night because you have three incredible workers, especially with Swerve. If he's flying and landing on Joe, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> <laughs> now, listeners, don't play a drinking game. Don't take a drink every time we say possibly match of the night because by, <laughs> by the end of this segment, you'll be done. <laughs> what, what, I, what I am seeing from this entire card is a very sports-centric like card, and I love it because each match, you don't know who's going to win. And I love not being able to predict. And sometimes it's okay to predict things as long as it's done properly. But this is one it what makes it more exciting is that we don't know which way any of these matches are going to go. But we know without a shadow of a doubt, we're going to have a great time watching it. So I'm looking forward to it. And we haven't even talked about the main event. And that is Sting and Darby Allen with Ric Flair versus the, the Young Bucks, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. Dax, we've been talking about this for a few weeks. What are you thinking about this match? I feel like every week we go back and forth. It's like, oh, this really week do. we think this Bucks going to get it. The next week we're like, it could be possible that he, like, again, we don't know. And I love it because... This is not the WWE format, and not to say that uh, the, the new WWE format may not uh, uh, may not be the same format now. But 
they've always gone away from the idea that, you know, it has to be the way the ideology of what wrestling is. It could be that Sting and Darby may actually get this title. But what I guarantee is that this is going to be a hell of a match because the Bucks don't you, you say what you will about them. They don't have a bad match and they do tell stories in their matches. So, you know, say what you will. This is going to be a great night. And the fact that the Bucks have embraced the heel mentality and just going all in with it, pun intended, <laughs> they, they, this has probably been some of the best runs of their career. Andre, thoughts on this match? Oh, again, like I, I, I do wish I had the nostalgia of watching Sting in the '90s. Again, I didn't get into wrestling until the until two, like '99, 2000, oh. and I was I didn't start watching Sting until he was in TNA. But like, I, I recognize what this man means, and to have this match and have him, I, I would like to see him go out with a win to give him that last big match. Darby and him look good and vacate the titles. I'm fine with that. Again, to see them. Get him, get his, get him, get him his flowers. Leave him, let him leave on the highest of high notes because the career he's had is an absolutely phenomenal, and it doesn't hurt the the Jacksons to to be to lose this because they're going to look incredible throughout the match because they're two of the best like professional wrestlers out there. They can make anybody look good and they can make themselves look good at the same time. And they've exactly. done that many a times. They've done that many times, folks. Like, let's stop with the idea that these guys don't job. Like, they do. There's a we we need to go back and we need to go back in your records. Look back. They do. They give honors. We're gonna end this segment with one question to Dax. Dax, for a lot of people that know, you are a NWA man. When you were a young little Dax, you would go to the Spectrum and watch NWA in Philadelphia Civic Civic Center. Civic Center. Sorry, I don't know why I said Spectrum. Civic Center. Now, you know, how do you feel about this being Sting's final match? It's awesome. I mean, the fact that it's 2024 and the name of Sting is still relevant. Not from the police, the actual wrestler Sting. And uh, I've been around him since I was, he, he had me rocking like neon pink in 89 <laughs> and all those neon colors back then. Um, to going to the first Halloween Havoc at the, the with the Thunderdome cage match with him staying uh, with Terry Funk and and uh, Muda, yeah. highly recommend everybody go back and see that match. It was it was it was a spectacle. Um, but just seeing him all this time, I've always been a fan of Sting. I've always been a fan of you know his whole entire run and how much of a great dude that he has been. This is well-deserved and I'm glad that he was able to be healthy enough to come back to get this type of a run that he did and thank Tony Khan for, for getting him to do it. Like we, we talk about, we talk a lot, a lot of ill and in uh, some, and somewhat praise about Tony Khan, but look, thank you for giving him this opportunity and giving him the run that he did. I'm looking forward to this. Perfectly said. All right. Well, we have been chatting wrestling for an hour, and that means that we have to unfortunately go. But just remember that we're going to be back next week here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Network. And even before that, you can catch our AEW Revolution After Party, where Dax and I chat about all things Revolution. We will be live on X. Facebook and YouTube to search for Sunday night's main event or S Enemy Radio. If you're on the socials, 
just remember that you can catch all of our shows each and every single day where we chat about the world of pro wrestling. We give show reviews. We give our opinions. And the best way to do that is by going to your podcast catcher slash podcast app and search for Sunday night's main event. You can be part of the family and help keep the lights on by going to patreon.com slash SNME radio. Also remember that this show has been powered by Destiny Wrestling, and we have Reckless. Actually, we have Carnage coming Sunday, March 3rd. You can find tickets at www.destinywrestling.ca. Mustafa Ali will be live in action at Carnage Sunday, March 3rd. New X Division champion, I should say. Well, like I said, we've been listening to TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks, and it is Sunday night's main event. Till next time, again, whether this is the first episode or the 321st episode you've been listening to us, we thank you so much. And until next week, stay tranquilo. Thanks for finding Sunday night's main event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio.